Welcome to the Leader Manager Coach Podcast, where we share knowledge, philosophies, wisdom, and insight to help you on your journey in both sport and life. Introducing your host, Rob Riles. Hello and welcome to another edition of Leader Manager Coach. Welcome along to the podcast. It's great to have you with us. Thank you for anybody who sent me a message and fed back to me about how you have enjoyed particular episodes. I really do appreciate it. If you are somebody who does create things, look, we we do this because we have a passion for it. You do it because you have a reason to do it and you want to do it yourself. But also involved in that is a desire to serve and to help other people and to impact other people and influence other people for a positive reason hopefully and sometimes you do sit and think and ponder and I wonder I wonder how well it's being received is this going well did I hit the right button is the note okay and so on and so on and so on so the value of feedback is great I would really appreciate it if you are listening to the podcast. Look, go on to your iTunes, go on to the reviews and please leave us a review. It helps massively and I'd be really grateful. So what I'm going to talk about in today's podcast, look, we talk about many different aspects of success on Lead and Manager Coach. We try and give an insightful view of life, particularly if you're in the arena of football you are in the arena of sport you are in the arena of creating teams working with a team of people a leadership or indeed if you are looking for knowledge wisdom and insight that here at leader manager coach we glean from many sources or should i say a few select sources at least and whatever i feel is appropriate I kind of meld that into the message that I think is really relevant. So here we go on this week's episode. It was inspired by one or two things. Somebody gave me some feedback and said, thank you for a particular episode. And they said, I asked them what it was about that particular episode. And they said, it was a reminder that we have to stop looking for, and I'm paraphrasing here, the bright lights, the happy times, the glory, and the Christmassy bank holiday. Everything's great. All the buttons are being pressed. Everything's ticked. Life is wonderful. We have to stop looking for that and basing our attitude to life, what we get up with in the morning and how we think, feel and act based on how great on a scale of 0 to 10 those things are. The message is and was, look, life will be a grind. It's mundane, it's day to day, it's get up, it's 365 days a year, not every day will be Christmas day. If you've heard that one before, but I'm sure you know what I'm talking about. And in life, 
we will have adversity. We've talked about adversity many times and, and you may think, why do they go on so much about adversity? Well, I think if you have any experience of life, you will understand why. I heard a great comment this week and this is totally attributable to the fantastic Ryan Holiday. He, he's a prolific author, an absolute goldmine of knowledge and wisdom on the Stoic philosophy, which I think is of, of immense value. I would recommend you take deep dives into Ryan's work. He's got a new book out called um, uh, Discipline is Destiny. And what he shared this last week was a stoic quote that went something like, life is one damned thing after another. And what does that mean? Is it negative? Is it miserable? It's just plain truth. You get up in the morning, your car won't start. You've forgotten to go to the shop, the store. You haven't got anything in for your lunch. You can't find something you need to take to work. You're waiting on three pieces of communication from different people so that you can move forward on projects. Somebody phones in sick at work. You are asked to do a little bit of what they're supposed to do. No extra pay. You're just asked. You feel under pressure. One of your kids is ill. You can't get to work. They can't go to nursery. You have to find a replacement. Energy bills are sky high. You wonder how you're going to manage. One of your parents is ill. You have 15 things eating away at you at the back of your mind whilst you still cling on with the very edges of your broken fingernails onto the dreams and ambitions and things that you've always wanted in life and you hold deeply and dearly in your heart. Resonate or not? Maybe, maybe not. People in your team will be feeling the same way and suffering the same thing. It's people first, skill second. I've seen a couple of interviews this last week about the greatest current football managers on the planet. Let's just subjectively name them as Jurgen Klopp and Pep Guardiola from the Premier League, Manchester City and Liverpool. And it gets a little bit, not tiresome, but we hear the same thing. And how many times do we have to hear it before it sinks in? It's people first, skill set second. Look, you have to have a certain amount of skill, of qualification and ability before you are invited and paid handsomely or routinely for a job, whether that's a professional footballer that is adored by millions or it's a job where you turn up, do an administrative role and get paid a mundane salary. It makes no difference. You have to have a skill set. But what is the most important thing? It is your attitude and your ability to deal with people. Guardiola was asked about managing his players and he said, look, I get sick and tired of hearing about tactics, talking about 4-4-2, 3-5-2 two holding midfield players, the false nine, 
and so on and so on and so on. It's all about dealing with people. Homesick players, people who are going through divorces, people with children born with a disease process, out of form players, financial issues, and so on and so on and so on. Let's not forget about that. How do we how do we deal with all this? All this stuff that's in front of us, that's life. It's messy. It's not laid out one problem after another. They come seemingly from the left field. Well, there is no perfect answer. But as Ryan Holiday's latest book talks about, discipline is destiny. Again, I've heard this. You may well achieve success because life is entropic, if I can use that word. It means it's chaotic. Things happen. We have no control. We do not control our lives fully. We're like, one of the greatest analogies I heard is that we're like a dog on a lead. The longer we can get that lead to be by our actions and our thoughts and our habits, the greater our freedom. But ultimately, life will do what life will do. Let's suck that up, number one, period, and accept it. It will make our life a whole lot better. Within that, we have freedom, freedom to do our best. And one of the things that's greatest, in my opinion, as a value is being disciplined. Having a discipline. Brian Johnson, I've talked about him many times. Check him out. He talks about three things. Eat, sleep, and move. Three fundamentals of life. What do you mean, eat, sleep, and move? I thought you were a podcast that talked about success and Premier League and the greatest and things like that. Yes, correct. But if those fundamentals are not right, it doesn't matter about being able to meg somebody or curl it with your left foot into the top corner in front of 60,000 people. It matters not. You won't even get there if you're not eating properly, you're not sleeping properly, and you do not get the fundamentals of exercise right. Understand what I'm saying. We have to have fundamentals. We take it all for granted. We take our bodies for granted, our minds for granted, our eyes for granted, our ears. We take so much for granted. We need to look after them. How do we do it? How do we control it? We can't control all the disease processes in the world. We cannot stop things coming after us. We cannot stop accidents 100%. But what we can do is pay attention to fundamentals. How do you eat? What do you eat? Do you eat things that are going to be positive for you and, and are known scientifically to, with the best knowledge available to lengthen your life and make you have a happy life and keep the disease processes away? Do you get sufficient sleep every night so that you are refreshed, you are able to do what you need to do so you can maintain relationships, so you can communicate, so you can exercise? And do you do an exercise program, whatever that is, at whatever level that is, to keep yourself healthy? Those are your fundamentals. Right, I'll share, share some of mine. 
I've probably shared them before, I can't remember. But I have a, a shake every day, a Nutribullet if you like, a, a drink which has got all my vegetables in. It's got all my seeds and my nuts and contains all my vitamins and minerals, hopefully. I have it every day. I just do it, don't even think about it, just make it the same, the same constituents, just do it, bang, done. Made, take it to work, done. It's a discipline. Do I feel like making it every morning when I get up? No. Do I feel like going to the supermarket and getting it every week? No. But it's a discipline. I do an exercise program every week. A bit boring, do the same thing every week. A few tweaks here, a few tweaks there, but it is a discipline. Do I feel like doing it every day? No. Do I miss a day? No. Am I bragging about that? No. I'm just demonstrating and explaining. I have a meditation practice. I do it every day. I've not missed for days on end, years on end. Am I saying that to impress? No, I couldn't care less. It's very, very, very personal to me. Why did I start out doing it? Because I thought it would enhance my life. It would make me better at X, Y, Z. I got the wrong end of the stick. It's not about that. It's about something much more personal, much more profound, much deeper, and much more relevant to deep questions in life. Am I here to explain about it? Am I here to ex extol its virtues? Well, possibly the, the latter, but not the former. But I, I wouldn't trade that practice for anything, apart from maybe my family. But even then, it's not something I would give up. Look, those are some fundamentals. There are more things, but do you get the drift? Do those things regularly on a regular basis and you will put yourself on in a ballpark that will determine and give you the greatest chance of getting to where you want to be as long as you're doing the right things. You can achieve success just like that and you don't know how you've even got there, but it won't last. It'll be chaotic and it will fall apart. Just look at every sportsman who's got to where he's got because he's had this unbridled talent. The world is littered with it. It tells a story. As I record this podcast, last night at 6.30 UK time, we were informed that Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth II the monarch that most of us in the UK have, the only monarch we've ever known for most of us, passed away at Balmoral. I don't mind holding my hand up and said, I shed some tears. Quite completely side, knocked sideways by that, but, and why was that? And I've thought about it since. And, and there are many reasons, but listening to the, commentaries and, and, and the social commentators and the correspondence. One of the things that comes out so, so commonly is the word constant. Whether you agree with the monarchy or not, I'm not talking about that. I'm using it as an example. 
this person, whom most of us have never met, was a constant. And from a perceptual point of view, she embodied values. Again, whether we agree with them or not is, is not the point. But personally, I did. But she was a constant. She did the same things every year. She kind of said the same things at the same time in the same addresses. She was a constant. And people are now looking back and saying, wow, 70 years as in one job. But what unbelievable admiration. And what I will stick my neck out and say is that it took discipline to live like that. There appear to be other members of her family who do not live as disciplined lives. Am I commenting on that and, value, and judging it? No, I'm just pointing out that discipline was part of her life and it has served her and her job and the people who have been affected by that it has served it well discipline it is about the accumulation of little disciplines and the effects thereof not okay i'm gonna blast it today i'm gonna be bang on it today oh, i don't feel like it tomorrow it's the weekend it doesn't work like that ask somebody who is recovering from alcoholism drug addiction and so on and so on it's damned difficult but it pays dividends and we do have to have a will to win as your team members will have to you cannot get anywhere without that you have to overcome these things Brian Holiday's other amazing book or another amazing book by the man was obstacle the obstacle is the way our nature is that we duck and dive and try and avoid pain and obstacles as much as we can. We, we, we insure ourselves against problems. Nothing wrong with insurance. But sometimes our philosophy is, oh my days, I'm safe, I'm happy, I'm warm, I'm comfortable. Ooh, I'm not really bothered what everybody else is. Okay, as long as I'm all right, it's going to work. Mm, I ain't so sure. And if you listen to all the greats, they tell you that. It is the obstacles, it is the challenges, it is the, the real things that make us suffer. That are the only real things that make us change enough and dig deep enough. They are the inspiration for great works of art. It is the suffering of life that creates great authors. Without that, we probably wouldn't have the literature, you know, the literature that we have. Contentment, what is it? Contentment is uh, abhorrent to growth. If you are content, you will not be inspired to do anything. You've no need to. We need to have a challenge. So we need to face our fears, get out in the world, feel the fear, as, as the great author said, and do it anyway. Easy? No. Unusual, yes, but it is a choice.
And it can start with simply choosing where we put our focus. In this day and age, and I'm gonna quickly just touch on this because it's come to my mind, where we put our attention tells us what our values are. We, the world will pay millions and millions of dollars, pounds and quatcher and whatever else it is to get your attention because that is where the value is. If people will spend that kind of money and that kind of time to grab your attention, it's worth understanding its value. If you let other people, other organizations and things outside your control have your attention for the majority of time, you are going to get to the end of your life and you are not going to be in a situation where you feel you have controlled and directed your life. You have not been the captain of your ship. It is our attention that is our most valuable asset along with our time. Obviously, the two things go together. And how we control our attention, which is absolutely phenomenally difficult to control. Try sitting down for 20 minutes and meditating and keeping your attention on one single thing. Not asking you for 24 hours, not asking you for anything else, just 20 simple minutes. So control your attention. Be disciplined. Be focused and watch the magic happen. It is amazing. Control your attention. And for the last 20 minutes, I feel I've been blessed with your attention if you've listened to the podcast. And if that's the message you take away, that's fantastic. It's 20 minutes. And I'm going to leave it there. So, embrace your challenges. Get out there and face your fears. Don't look for glory every day. Find your disciplines and control your attention. A few simple messages. Leader, manager, coach, thanks for listening. Catch you later. Bye-bye. Leader Manager Coach podcast is available via the Leader Manager Coach app. Download it now to access the rich resource of unique, insightful, and educational material to help you on your own journey in football, sport, and life. Leader Manager Coach for the game, for life. Available now on Google Play and Apple App Store.